Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Tone after the tone after the tone Leave your message Welcome one, welcome all to what some call a digital pub, others call a community centre, but what I prefer to call a job, okay? Everyone stop being so fucking overly romantic about it, it's just a podcast. My name is Scotty, this is After the Tone Christmas Special. This week down the pub, Christmas is cancelled in Vancouver, staggering home tipsy in the snow, and bird homicide FOMO. (laughs) apparently. Uh, It's all to play for. So uh, as promised, this week I am going to be joined by Bristol's finest, who knew Bristol had a finest, an artist, a writer, a celebrity, some might call a handful. Not me though. (laughs) Please give it up. Round of applause for Travis Alabanza. (laughs) I mean, how am I meant to start after this little What have I said yes to, for fuck's sake? For fuck's sake. Well, it's been a long-standing friendship, darling, so you can't ever say no. Yeah, exactly. That's it. That's it. (laughs) Now, first question. Have you ever listened to the show? Don't worry, I won't be offended if you say no. Babes, I listened to it when it first started. Then I fell off the rocks, you know? (laughs) And then, because I'm a goody two-shoes, I listened to some episodes this week. It's funny, isn't it? You're funny sometimes, aren't you? Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate the feedback. (laughs) But I won't won't understand all the run... You've got some running gags, I can tell, and I won't... I'm not there. I'm not there. I'll fill you in, hon, okay? I'll I'll, I'll bring you up to date. But to sort of bring you up to date, but also just to vet you, I've got to ask you a few questions. Is that all right? Right, I'm ready. Okay. Have you ever witnessed the death of a bird or birds, plural, or have you been involved in any mass bird death-related events? Yes, and both. <laughs> Would you like to explain that uh, anymore? <gasps> yeah, I just, um, I guess, well, when I was younger, obviously, I tried the whole, I did the whole thing that everyone pretended to, like, not do when they put Mentos in, a like, a bird thing, but that never worked, and then I have... <laughs> I have accidentally run over a bird once. I wasn't, I was in the passenger seat, but bystander is just as bad. You know, we carried on driving. And and how are you feeling about that guilt? 
Well, I was feeling all right until I brought up to it now. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, yes. So yes and yes. And I, I eat birds too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, I, I, do you know what? That's so funny. I hadn't actually taken that into account because lots of people will be calling up this season with the bird murder stories. But yeah, I mean, I'm quite partial to a bit of chicken. I love a bit of chicken. So yeah, I eat a bird too. So I partake in that kind of murder as well. Oh, but... absolute no guilt attached to it though. Yeah. Okay, fine. Yeah. I'm over that. What are your thoughts on gravy and or wet food? I mean, this one's a bit of a deal breaker for me. Yeah, obviously I want everything wet at <gasps> all times possible. And I love gravy on most things, but I don't like warm fruit so if there's like wet cream over warm fruit i know it's kind of gone off but i don't like that <laughs> so where, where did you discover that you didn't like warm fruit when people like this season particularly it's hard for people that don't like warm fruit because everyone wants to warm up wine warm up mince pies or let's just put up that pudding in the oven and i'm like no it's it's a dessert i want it cold so you don't like hot wine hate hot wine <gasps> i hate hot wine i think it's so annoying because people will go to those places and I'll be like, mold wine, two pound. How much is how much is regular wine? And I'll be like, 12 quid. <laughs> no. Well, so these are like big, you've, you've got big thoughts about mold wine. I've this got is, big thoughts about mold wine. This isn't your season. When, when is your season? <laughs> I've been asking that question for a long time, babe. When is my, no, I do love Christmas. I love Christmas. I just think the food it gets like I love because it's obviously a, I, I want to think about food this season and it's like people bring you some stuff that needs to be swerved for me and that's hot mince pies and hot wine mm. not for you not okay for which well, then this feels like a natural progression have you ever shut yourself if so when was the last time you shut yourself we don't need the details just a time and a place <laughs> April 2022 <laughs> Boston Massachusetts. Massachusetts, the Marriott Hotel. Okay. Are you sure you don't want the details? <laughs> I want the details now. It's so detailed. All I know is that I had my first show of burgers the next day. Me and Sam Curtis Lindsay went out the night before. And all I remember is saying Sam goodnight. I then wake up and there's shit in my pants and on the floor of the bathroom and I'm texting Sam like Sam's like where are you we're meant to be going to the rehearsals and I just text Sam saying babe I've done something really bad and I spend that hour cleaning up shit from the floor so yes I have shut myself I have yeah is there anything more degrading than cleaning your own shit I mean I know cleaning somebody else's shit would be like horrific but there's something just like more degrading about like I did this Yeah, yeah 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 and also I did this I did this in a hotel and I can't remember doing this and kind of Sam's kind of my boss but like also when I have to text my boss like I can't I'm late for work I shut myself I'm currently cleaning it up off of the hotel floor. Would you therefore feel more comfortable if you shut on your own floor? Would that feel like a a more of an easier ride? (laughs) Oh, this is fucked up. But but no, because, oh, this makes me look really bad. But I mean, almost the fact that I knew that the grout in the, the grout had some bits left over. And I was like, oh, I'm only here for a few more. That's bad. That's bad. But... It's the season, to be honest. We do what we do. We do anyway, what we do. We do do. I'm glad we've got the obvious questions out the way. Oh my yeah. gosh, this is going to be good fun. Um, for the purposes of the tape, do you know what's about to be said? Have you heard any of the calls? No, I'm so excited. 
I know, you and me both after that. Um, just a word of warning, dear, that these people, they're not right in the head, okay? So <laughs> I'm just going to give you that as a disclaimer, because I think some of this like to see this place as a safe space, which I think is quite sad, really, if yeah. you think about it. So prepare yourself for what the children call TMI. Okay, good. All right, producer Deb, get the fairy lights on, put 50p in the meter, I'm feeling Christmassy. Hiya, Scotty and everyone in the pub and the ATG crew. This is Pablo Griff calling from Vancouver, Canada. And this is Mick, also calling from Vancouver. We're just calling in to give you our sad Christmas stories. Mine is, one year when I was about 10 and my brother was 12, my parents decided to basically cancel Christmas. We woke up Christmas morning, came downstairs, and on our pool table was two Mexican sombreros filled with oranges and apples. And under the Christmas tree was an envelope. And when we opened up the envelope, it was just money inside, and that was it. Christmas was over. And my sad Christmas story is that I'm Jewish. And uh, every year I had to come to school and listen to all of the other kids talk about all the amazing Christmas stuff they got. And you would have thought that, oh, I, I'm Jewish, so I must have celebrated eight days of Hanukkah and gotten stuff for that. No, we didn't do that either. Wah, wah. Oh, actually, I should, probably should save this one for my therapist. So we thought we'd come and sing a little song. So Mick has a little song for you. Here we go. Three, two, one. Okay. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. What? Only a hippopotamus will do. Uh, no crocodiles or rhinoceroses. I only like hippopotamuses. Uh-oh. Sorry. I, okay, I didn't That's know that it. song. Okay. Happy Hanukkah. Okay. Merry Christmas. Bye. Tra, tra lovely pablo and mick there in vancouver calling in lovely to have you back in the room oh they're back in the room they've been <laughs> yeah. in the room they've been in the room before oh pablo's been a long-running caller pablo's been calling us for a very long time from vancouver long being the operative word <laughs> oh, we love pablo pablo used to live in the uk so has quite a lot of parlances from here so that's why they were saying ta babes babes love love yeah really enjoy that um now because i mean some of this i felt was relating to maybe your relationship with christmas and fruit could you imagine if you got an orange and a apple oh yeah it'd be over i'd be fuck it <laughs> but then i will say that there was an important detail in that story that kind of got brushed aside mm. they were like christmas is cancelled we got fruit da, 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 and i was feeling sad and then they go and then we just got a card with money in it and i went well Christmas isn't cancelled. It's just changed tactic, you know? I was like, money can still be spent. I mean, the aesthetic was different, but, yeah. you know, as artists, I think we're both up for that. Yeah, exactly. But, but I mean, the, the dollar was still provided. Yeah, so I was, like, feeling sorry for you, and then I said, but you could still spend some money. Um, and then sometimes I was like, oh, I've kind of been tempted to cancel Christmas a lot of years, really. Do you do Christmas? <sighs> Not really, like, kind of. Like, as in, every year we decide that we might try and do something. And we don't do presents. It's just me and my mum. And we, like, have a little dinner. That's kind of it. And then we go to our friends for a big piss-up in the night. So it's just more like a nice day. Like, it's not really, like, there's not really any traditions or anything like that. Yeah, because I'm looking behind you in your gorgeous apartment there in Bristol. Sunny Bristol, it looks like today. I I can't see any... Christmas trees or bits of holly and oh, all of I that business. Thank your pardon. There's a Christmas dead turtle up on that wall. <laughs> 
the classic Christmas yeah, hung there right. If you zoom in, there's a little crucifix going right between its little shell. Thank you very much. Oh, I'll tell you what, you'll fit right in with the ATT lot. They love a dead animal. <laughs> um, I, I sort of also understood Mick's um, feelings around Christmas-ish because some of my Jewish friends and my friends who, you know, they are Jewish, but they would identify as Jewish. Yeah. They never quite had Christmas or they never quite had Hanukkah. And I think... Yeah. I mean, as a post-Catholic and as a recovering Catholic, I think I sort of understand yeah, yeah, yeah. that realm a bit, where, like, Christmas for me feels like christmas ish Yeah, yeah. Because we want to moan about, like, as also post, post-post-Catholic, post you want to moan about the religion side of it all. And then you're like, well, it did give me structure. I did <laughs> I did know what I was doing on these big holidays. You yeah. knew what church you'd be at, what you'd be up to, what was going on, you know? And it was camp. I mean, I tell you, the Catholics... L- do it very camp. Yeah. Very camp. You know, midnight mass. Smells, bells, midnight candles. I mean, technically, some might say that the Catholic Church was run by a bunch of homosexual men because it's dresses, scented candles, incense, and um I mean that's as much as I can make that gay. And and everyone on their knees every two seconds. <laughs> every two seconds, just on your knees, up and down and up and down. I was like, am I at chariots? The old chariots. (laughs) Am I at a sauna or am I at a Catholic church? And on that note... I was going to say, we've just been very Catholic and we took this this Jewish question and just went, Catholicism. (laughs) How very Catholic of us. Like all good Catholic church. (laughs) Let's steamroll over the other religions and remember your own is the only one that's important. Right, on that note, I think we should move on to the next call. Hi, uh... Scotty. <laughs> Scotty. Hi, Scotty. I'm Scotty and producer Dev and Tim, Kat, Maya, whoever is on the end of this. Thank you, Farmer here. I am walking home from the pub, several whiskeys down, many whiskeys down because a lesbian led me astray. And I'm like, well, this is the perfect opportunity to listen to After the Tone this week. I'm walking down a canal path and the entire canal is frozen over <laughs> and as you're introducing the show this week i am walking up a slope and i slip over full comical fall feet in the air land on my ass on my back <laughs> there is a man walking his dog who clearly is nearby i sort of got up and i was like well things are fine and he just completely refused to acknowledge the situation which i find what the fuck like i in front of you, I have just fallen. My feet have flown. I have made a tit of myself. And you, he did not acknowledge. I don't know how to deal with that. Yes, I've had several whiskeys, but I don't blame that. Anyway, I'm going to listen to the rest of this podcast now. Ta-ra. Bye-bye. <laughs> oh my God, everyone's so cute, Scotty. <laughs> this is so nice. This is like an endorphin boost. <laughs> Tis the season to be jolly. That is the Faggy Farmer. Also, a long time caller, regular, a lurker. We often have appearances from the Faggy Farmer here that we never know when we're going to get a call from the Faggy Farmer. Oh, well, I'm on it. <laughs> and being led astray by a lesbian. I think that's, I think that's placing the guilt in places that it doesn't need to be. But also, I've also been on nights with lesbians like that and had the best time that's the thing you know my post 2020 brain wants to go oh you know we shouldn't say we're led astray by lesbians but the part of me that's looking at all my nights out i'm like that has happened consistently (laughs) i think i'm only i think i only moved to bristol because a lesbian told me to do so (laughs) 
are you saying that all lesbians are consistent? All lesbians are consistent and they're good at geographically relocating you. <laughs> okay, who knew? <laughs> I wouldn't myself walk home on a canal whilst drunk on my own. I just wouldn't yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah. P- particularly yeah. because in Manchester we have a thing called the pusher. Do you know about the pusher? No, tell me. Okay, the pusher is this concept that there's somebody who lurks about the canals in Manchester and pushes people in late Shut at night. Up. It just so happens that all of these people that have been pushed in have been quite drunk. <laughs> so you never really know if the pusher is a real thing, but all of my friends are like, you know, if you see someone on the street that you think they're a bit suspect, people will just whisper in your ear, it's the pusher. No. <gasps> have you ever fell in the canal? No, I no. would I would not walk the canal post six PM. Do you know why? I grew up in North London. I know yeah. what happens. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But I also think that we're always the first to point fingers. Why didn't that person acknowledge that I fell? Why didn't they stop and help me? You know, why didn't they, you know, reach out and say, Oh my god, Merry Christmas? But have you ever thought what that person walking might have been thinking too. Maybe he was afraid of the pusher. And maybe he thought that Faggy Farmer wasn't the Faggy Farmer and was in fact the pusher. Or here's a little another one. Maybe he was so engrossed in the After the Tone podcast himself that he just couldn't stop and say hello. Do you know what I mean? I just think there's a lot of assumptions <laughs> being made in that last one that we need to check ourselves. <laughs> you, could, you could write a true crime <laughs> podcast. Yeah. I think there's some scope in you. Okay, apparently I get a little word in my ear from Debbie that we are going to hear from the Faggy Farmer a bit later on, but let's move on to our next call. Hiya, Scotty, Tim, Kat, Maya, producer Deb, everyone at the pub. I just have a very quick thing to say. It's all the bees in Brighton. Have I wasted my life? I've never killed a fucking pigeon. I feel like there's something wrong with me. I didn't think that not having killed a bird would make me feel excluded in my community. But it does. <laughs> why are you all bird killers? Like, why haven't I done it? What's wrong with me? Bye. <laughs> Give me the context, Scotty. How did this start? <laughs> well, let me just introduce, because this is one of my favourite callers. This is beautiful black bee in the bath in Brighton. So all of the bees. Obsessed. And we, we love it when bee arrives. Usually we get a phone call from the bath. But this one, I think bee's quite perturbed by. And well, I tell you what, we had one call where someone at the start of season nine was very concerned because something had just happened where they went into a bin shed and they they saw a pigeon and they knew it was going to die. And so they strangled it to death. Wait, wait, wait. I don't think we need to unpack it anymore. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean, it it's just done. is what it is. Yeah. But this has opened the floodgates for all of these other bird murderers. Yeah. People who've like witnessed, some people have witnessed other people killing birds purely mm. just because they've said, oh, that bird looks a bit sick. So it's turned into this like, Again, we're going quite Catholic. It's turned into like bird confession hour, mm, this. Mm. Um, and I can relate with B because I felt very ostracized from this season of call because I haven't had a birth euthanasia call. But, you know, like you said, Travis, you know, like we do all eat birds. Yeah. And that's what I would try and maybe say to B, you know, I don't know if bees, bees in Brighton, so it might be a vegetarian, but <laughs> he's also black, so might not be as well. So. <laughs> Uh, I'm allowed to say that, B. I'm black as well. But um, <laughs> I'll say that my 
my advice would be like a lot of movements, people try and find their way in and they don't always have a sure footing in. And the best thing to do is kind of find your way in on a whim and not really a real experience. So just say that you ate a free range chicken in a pub and that will be enough nowadays to really put yourself into it. You could actually be the foreground of that movement. Um, You could actually be the spokesperson of the movement, but you go all the way. What are you calling the movement? Mm, mm. It's coming. It's brewing. Something on poultry. Go on. Go on. Something on poultry. Mm. It's something on avian. Avian. Mm. Avian. No. Fire us. No. Okay. We're going to, we're going to yeah. need some more time to brew that. A beautiful black bee in the bath in Brighton. We, I think both of us can relate. Yeah. Well, well, I can relate because Travis is also I've, a murderer. I've killed a bird. <laughs> Hello, Dolly. It's the carer here. I wanted to say thank you for last week. Yeah. You said some stuff that really sort of rung home again about the, what is it? The sort of, yeah, the Duolingo, the sort of Scottish and and the english and and the cockney and it reminded me of that saying i don't know if you heard of it like a jockney and total snobbery from my mother's side as well it really did trigger me a little bit after hearing my voice and it was a couple of days and i forgot to say that i think what brought me around was the appreciation for this show and you lot because that's what you sound like when you're relaxed in the company what you trust so obviously trusting you guys down at the pub and it was that whole week down the pub was really lovely. I mean, I did I miss that episode, but who knew Nana was brought up in a cult? She can have as many Christmas trees as she likes. Did Pauline leave the message about your mum? What imagine her knocking up? It sounded more a lot more like my mum. I remember my mum saying that like, it's a terminology, but it was going asking people for money, you know, go and knock your right knee up for the tenor. That aggression, and you've mentioned it before, which was you're good girl, you know what I mean? They're learning a lot still as this ripe old age of 52 and that's why i really appreciate this podcast it's really gave me another language and ability to stop and know that people are out there will get it i don't wish i've had that language back then because you wouldn't have wouldn't be me but it's handy to sort of look back on it with these new lenses and you know these new ideas of what you know what trauma looks like so mother's dementia is really kicking in. She's going to the centre sort of Monday to Fridays. So I took her down last week to the centre and I was speaking to them down there going, have you noticed her sort of deterioration? And they were like, not really, not really. But actually, could we have a little word in the office? I don't want to say in front of your mum. She goes, look, it was just you were talking about a little bit of deterioration. It could be anything or her just settling in. But she does, um, she does tell people to fuck off quite a lot. And the other day... <laughs> The other day, she did threaten the other one of the other clients, but Robert, they were they were being really annoying. It's not like she's doing it out the blue. <laughs> and I was like, "No, that's not the dementia. Then that's that's my mum." Well done, girls. Who we're getting on with? It's making me laugh. So a lovely lot down there, aren't we? Big kiss and hugs. Glorious there. Uh, welcome back to the carer. I mean, we've had a lot of you this season, which has been lovely. The carer has been with us since day one, Travis. Aww. And um, they look after their mum in South London, who has been on the podcast in various ways in the background, sometimes in the foreground. And um, we've been having a conversation this season and last season about the sort of the way you talk and how you talk at home is mm. often sometimes differently to how you talk outside the home. And not only were we talking about that from a class perspective, but also 
from a sort of dual heritage perspective because the carer is half Scottish or has Scottish parents but grew up in the UK and I was saying sort of from an Irish perspective like growing up with a mum that spoke in lots of different ways depending on who she was talking to was quite a normal thing for me but I only realised it was quite strange to other people uh, in my adult life. Can you relate to this idea of this sort of code switching, changing of the voice depending on who you're talking to? Oh my god, code switching, yeah. I feel like in a class way, like as soon as you walk into the arts or anything, I feel like publishing a book this year, I noticed that I did it loads because my grammar isn't very good. And I would be at these literature festivals and I was like, how can I persuade them to buy my book if I can't get my grammar around (laughs) or if I'm in past, present and future tense all at the same time? (laughs) Um, So I find that I had to like become, whereas when I'm at home, I don't care about that stuff. And I had to try and learn it. In terms of like nationality though, I grew up with an American mum. Well, she's still American. So I didn't have that desire to code switch into her dialect because I was already annoying enough. (laughs) But were there there certain languages or words that you would use which would be more from her parlance? Oh my God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess the ones that stick are like the ones that I still have. Like I still call things candy, which I guess is like never shook. Um, But nothing, I guess the difference with America is because it's like dominant in our culture, you're not really ostracized or anything like that for doing it, you know? So, Mm. but uh, whereabouts in the States is your mum from? San Francisco. So there's like, so there's that San Francisco Bay area accent. And then this sort of Bristolian accent. I mean, they're two strong, quite conflicting accents. Two strong things. And um, sometimes as well, like people can't tell if I'm sounding, because grass is obviously like grass and bath and all of that. That's Bristolian, but it's also an American way of, saying, you know, the Americans would put grass and bath. So I could never tell if I was doing it because I was Bristolian or if I was American. Um, And then I just surrendered to them both. And then when you're in America with American family, how do they locate your accent or how do they interact with your accent? I'm really embarrassing. I get a bit Lindsay Lohan. And (laughs) when I'm with my family in America, like, I feel myself, like, doing a bit of a twang. And I'm like, no, stop it, what's going on? But I kind of, like... Yeah, I'm giving, like, exchange student that was away in England for a while coming back. Um, But they all sound like, when they do my accent back, they all, you know, they do what all Americans do when they do our accent. And we're, like, suddenly, like, governor. And I'm, like, (laughs) that's just not my vibe. But it's very sweet. (laughs) Very cute. That's not your vibe, but it is mine. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So true. So true. I've started to have a bit of a northern twang when I go into cafes. Shut up. Well, because it was only until moving here that I I realised that I had quite a strong accent. Just before, I just thought I had an average accent. Where you go into places, I'm like, oh, can I have an oat flat white? And they're like, you are. <laughs> Sometimes I go in places, I'm like, oh, I love, can I have an oat flat white, please? <laughs> Time for a breather, but still to come, a Christmas birthday, JRF serenades the pub, and Faggy Farmer is still trying to work out how to get home. <laughs> well, hopefully that at some point, Faggy Farmer gets home. Thank you to everyone who's been sharing the bits and bobs from this season on their socials. I mean, it means the world to us. It is so lovely to hear what you think at after the tone pod make it nice or just don't say anything at all okay and um, we're taking a short non-commercial break deb and me are going to go on a gay cruise around the isle of man uh, but worry not dickheads we will be back january 10th for two more shows to finish off season nine so listen most of you will be just sat on your asses for the next fortnight because i mean not one of you has done an honest day work in your life so save this number to your phone now zero 
All you've got to do is send us a little voice note using the WhatsApp. I want to know what you've got for like alternative resolutions. What will your 2023 be for you? And how will you be keeping a spring in your step when the dark months are still ahead? Uh, Tis the season where every Tom, Dick and Harry is asking you for loose change. And I'm sorry, we're no different. Uh, We run this largely from getting a few quid here and there from this one and that one. But there's always a massive shortfall. And so when we say we need you to help keep the lights on, we do really mean it. For as little as a fiver a month, we give you three hours of content, 20 minutes of bonus Patreon only calls, show notes, gossip, access to live shows, tickets before they go on sale at the works. So patreon.com forward slash after the tone. We wouldn't ask if we could do it alone. Uh, this week on Patreon, I'm talking to Fran, who isn't feeling that festive, but has decided to make some new friends next year. Right, let's get back to the party. Scully, I'm not joking. I just phoned you about slipping on my ass on the way home from the pub drinking too much whiskey, and I'm walking down the frozen canal through Mid Wales. And just... <laughs> Just as I am listening to you responding to a Northern Irish person being upset about hearing your voice too much, I see the most astonishing fucking star just fall, burning, like not a firework, looks like a firework, flashing, falling, fizzing through the sky. And I am just left here in the icy cold to deal with that, apparently. Beautiful. Bye-bye. (laughs) <laughs> I'm really quite enjoying going out on a night out with Faggy Farmer and just wandering around Mid Wales canals. Yeah, so we got the wrong canal. Well, apparently they're in Mid Wales. I mean, they could have travelled in that amount of time. Yeah, true, true. true. <laughs> I mean, they couldn't have. Our geography, that would make our geography really terrible. I just wanted <laughs> to put that out there that we do know that they've probably always been there. I want to go on a night out with Faggy Farmer. That can be arranged. Yeah, yeah, love it. I'll, I'll get on the phone now. <laughs> Hi, Scotty, producer Deb, Jim Katmeyer, and the whole crew at the pub. I'm currently recovering from the flu, which is why I sound deeply sexy and deeply husky. It's Alina here, not a first-time caller, but I wanted to tell you a little bit about my Christmas. So I'm German, so we celebrate Christmas on the 24th of December. And incidentally, my birthday is the 25th of December, which makes for a jam-packed very quiet Christmas birthday shindig, really. And we moved to England in 1998, and my parents tried, bless them, they really did try to do it the English way. They really tried to integrate, you know, um, and celebrate Christmas on the 25th. But apparently as a toddler, I was so devastated about this and made it such misery for them that they never tried again um, and have since maintained the German tradition of celebrating the 24th because I was that much of a demon child. Minute hits the 25th. It's my birthday, babes. We're not doing any more Christmas. I mean, we can. I'm not, you know, I'm not demon child anymore. But yeah, that's what we do. And we have a non-traditional homemade pasta salad, homemade baguettes. Don't decorate until the morning of the 24th. Sorry for sounding so sexy. Bye. 
Alina, not a first-time caller, N-A-F-T-C badge, winging its way to you with the flu as well. My God, you and everybody else currently in the UK is currently sick or coughing. What a shit birthday, Travis. Yeah, and you can't really blame anyone but the parents. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, you they- can't. You can't. When they When they had sex that one time and they decided not to think about your future, that's who I'd be calling. When were they having sex? They must have been having sex in March. I mean, who's having sex in March? Yeah, it's not a particularly sexy month and it's not an unsexy month. It's kind of a neutral month for me, March. I'm going to look up what feast day is March 25th, if there is. March 25th. Um, March 25th. It's the 84th day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. Love. The Italian city of Venice was founded on that day. Okay, nice. Um, Saturn's largest moon mm. was discovered. <laughs> Mm. It doesn't look like it's a, a feast day or anything at all. But I could tell you, shall we see if there's any famous people that were born on that day? What on yeah, that could make you feel Yeah. The, uh, oh no, I'm looking at the twenty fifth of March when people were having sex. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. What famous people were having sex? No, were born Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, sorry, we've got Twenty fifth of December. <laughs> let's see who they share the birthday with. Yeah, because I think it must be tough, but I also think well obviously they share a birthday with, you know, the big one. Who? Piers Morgan? Jesus. Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, yes. Yeah. Okay, yes. That girl. The, uh, oh, George Michael. Oh. Oh, no, yeah. hang on. No, I think that's death. I think, <laughs> I think yeah, sorry, that's the death. <laughs> sorry, that's terrible, isn't it? <laughs> No, George Michael died on Christmas Day. Well, George Michael, one God left us and another God came. Yeah, so true. The bells are ringing out. Okay, I'm trying to find anybody else born on Christmas Day that we might know. An American, a Brazilian footballer? Mm. No. A Turkish footballer? No. no. An English cricketer? No. No. There's a lot of football players that were born. Okay. That's because I'm looking at people who were born who were from the sports. Okay. Yeah. At some point, yeah. I basically, <laughs> Jesus was born and George Michael died. And you. And you. Not first time caller. Yeah. But would you have a pasta salad for your birthday? It's hard because you don't want to like weigh in. Well, you do. You do. You do want to weigh in and you want to say, really. But also, if you've already got a lot going on, maybe. Is it pasta salad for birthday or Christmas? I was getting confused. Like 24th. birthday. Yeah, because, well, because, so this person's birthday is on the 25th, which yeah. is Boxing Day to Germanic people. Right. So on the 24th, they'll have a Christmas dinner. Oh, uh, well, I mean, they like, they might have Schweinfleisch, which is, <laughs> you know, that's what it's called, I think. It's basically, I, I tell you what, no, no one's ever said this in the history of the world, but I quite like going out to eat German. Because yeah. it's a very bizarre yeah. concept yeah. of food, because they literally just give you a plate of ham and, like, a bit of, like, potato. Long meat. Which, yeah. I've said I have said this on the podcast before. It feels like exotic Irish food. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I can does, do you know yeah. what? I can see that. I can yeah. see that. We've got a German restaurant near us and it is kind of that vibe. Uh do you know what? I think this person should do my friend, right? His birthday is also on Christmas Day, and just changes it to like the twenty fifth of July. Yeah. So it's like hot and delicious. So I mean, when's your birthday? November. Oh, okay. Is that an okay birthday? I, yeah, it's all right. I don't mind. I, I wish it was sunny sometimes, but also I'm like not a big birthday person. So it's all right. Oh my God. Why not? I love birthdays. Do you like celebrating your birthday? No, because it is awkward. Yeah, that's I think it. I like other people's birthdays. That's, well, that's it. I love other people's birthdays. I wonder if it's because we show off for a living. 
that actually our birthdays feel insignificant because we demand a lot of attention throughout the year you know like yeah. follow this share this buy people, this link yeah. on my birthday i just want to be shut off you know people clapping at us is not anything new yeah and so when it comes and i'm like okay you're singing us happy birthday but last time i got sung out on stage there was a movement choreographer a vocalist <laughs> and a four-part harmony so what are you up to i actually did have a four-part harmony sung to me happy birthday one, one oh, forget you're polyamorous <laughs> Ah, I had Mark from Westlife. Shut, no. Shut the front door. Mark from Westlife, Sue Tilly, Lucian Freud's model, Jodie Harsh, the DJ, no, and Skin from Skunk and Nancy. No, you didn't. I did. They all sung happy birthday to me from a 30th birthday. I won't tell you where we were. It was a sesh. <laughs> <laughs> they all sung happy birthday to me. Well, I almost fell over. That's, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell. That's my claim to fame. Anyway, next, next one. Hiya, Scotty, love. It's that JRF here. Hello, Tim Kattenmeyer and producer Deb. I just thought I'd call in and sing you all a little song because it's Christmas. And in honour of the pussycats that you and the NHS one have got, and you being a cat mom now, I thought you'd appreciate this little song about an unfortunate pussycat. So here goes. Kitty cat sitting in the parking lot. Sun beating down and my pussy got a heart, a hot pussy. What a cute little cat. I had a cute, hot pussy. Kitty cat sitting on the front doorstep. Rain deep beating down and my pussy got wet, a wet pussy. What a cute little cat. I had a cute, hot, wet pussy. Kitty cat creeping round my house last night. Drank all my liquor and my pussy got tight, a tight pussy. What a cute little cat. I had a cute, hot, wet, tight pussy. Sing along at home if you like. I had a cute, hot, wet Tight pussy. Okay, last verse. Kitty cat sitting in the rocking chair. It rocked so hard that it lost its hair. A bald pussy. What a cute little cat. I had a cute, hot, wet, tight, bald pussy. I had a cute, hot, wet, tight, bald pussy. I had a cute, hot, wet, tight, bald pussy. Oh, yeah. Well, a Merry Christmas to you all. And I think you'll appreciate that very suitable song for the Christmas season. All right. Love and light and God bless. And I look forward to hearing you all in 2023. Oh, my God. Any road. Love and light. Oh my god! <laughs> I mean, perfect, really, isn't it? I do, do you know it's one of my favourite hymns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, a lot was brought up today about Catholic Church, and that just took me right back, right back. <laughs> well, this is the Nana of ATT Pub. It's that JRF who calls us all the way from Scotlandia, and um, we always seem to get a song out of that JRF towards the end of a season. And uh, what a song that was! I'm so upset. I literally am gonna replay just to this point just to hear it again <laughs> i'm gonna be going around all day we're tired pussy <laughs> 
Oh, and I really loved the fact that we were all encouraged to join in. Come on, everybody, let's <laughs> sing the song. <laughs> Beautiful work there from that JRF. What are your thoughts and reflections on that vocal performance? Just Travis? emotional, captivating, incredible, and also festive. Mm. Really festive because it kind of reminded you of the true meaning of Christmas. <laughs> Which I really think you need around this time to Which remember. Is cats, right? Which is cats, but also that cats go through a lot. Yes, they do. And only we as cat lovers and owners only know about 20% of what they go through. So are you saying that this story, this hymn mm. that was just uh, recounted to us, is the alternative Christmas story? It's a cat who's struggling through life, but still manages at the end to find its destiny, its meaning. It yeah. knows itself. Yeah, and to sing one last time, come on with everybody, hot, wet type, <laughs> type pussy. pussy. Yeah, it's just, I think it was the Gospel John that said that. <laughs> Somewhere along. I mean, that was just... Uh, I, uh, 16.8, 16.4, around that time. Yeah, but like, like all... Sometime in the afternoon. Sometimes there comes a moment in an art critic's life where, you know, you don't even want to kind of talk about the song because the song is so powerful and it's... And that kind of, for me, that was what just happened. Beautiful work. Thank you, that JRF. I think we've got one last call. Hi, Scotty. Well, I'm further down your podcast now. It's Funky Farmer here. Walking through the final field before getting back. There are no fucking sheep. You can hear the frost. This is frost on grass. There should be sheep in this fucking field. There's no fucking sheep in this field. I'll work out why in the morning. It sounds like a problem for the morning, not for now. They've gone somewhere. Why the fuck are there no sheep? (laughs) I was hoping. I thought maybe I'll get to this field. That'll be beautiful. You'll hear the frost under my feet. It'll be a crispy, gorgeous soundscape with some sheep bleating in the background. No, fuck all. Nothing. They should be here. They're not here. I'm going to get home, have a sherry. I'm very drunk. Very drunk. There's no gate here. I'm lost in my field. Scott C, goodbye. I've just realised what's happened. And I don't know if the Faggy Farmer knows this, but they they are the nativity story, mm. aren't they? <laughs> they've been lost. They found a star. Wow. Oh, but they've lost God. the sheep and they haven't found the little baby Jesus. Hey, wow. You're only so far away from theatre, aren't you, Scott? That's <laughs> it. That's it. <laughs> that was emotional ending. I mean, I think we went on a narrative arc. Yeah. because And, and the, the no sheep. That... That bit got me when he was like, there's no fucking sheep. Donde esta los sheep in Espanol? (laughs) Just because we have a Spanish contingent, I always, you know, they know me. I'm very multilingual, can do it all in different languages. Obsessed. Because, as we all know, Christmas is the time of Jesus. You know, yeah, the exactly. Spanish baby. Exactly. So um, I think that was quite relevant. Now, Faki Farmer, I hope, you know, I do have to say legally, we don't endorse that kind of level of drinking around these parts, but well done. It's, it seems like you had a lovely time. Yeah. And we got a free parter. Do you often get free part calls? No. Only no, from the very key. I mean, yes, we do, but we'd never publish them. Because some people around these parts, they're very keen, you know, and they want yeah, to tell yeah, you yeah. the ins and outs of their life. And they forget that this isn't fucking therapy. I am running an entertainment podcast. Yeah. But do you know what that is? Just like every year when you sit in front of the telly and wait for the Christmas special, which is normally a two-parter, we just got that here after the time. Do you know what I mean? We just got our version of the royal family. 
Yeah, get not, out of my fucking Not car. the royal family, the, the royal family. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You know, God forbid we had three parts of that. <laughs> Have you actually watched the Hagen? Uh, Hagen? <laughs> <laughs> Harry and Meghan. Have you watched the ha- Harry no, and Meghan? No, because I did that <clears throat> thing where you look at the review on Twitter and that decides if you're going to watch it. And everyone was like, you don't learn anything new and it's not really that juicy, so I just couldn't be bothered. Have you so watched it? Start at episode four. Okay. Yeah. And I mean, she looks flawless in every fucking scene. And I'm like, yeah. whoever's she doing the hair and the makeup, I'm like, well done. And she's always looks, I mean, she's really well turned out. It does get quite juicy towards the end because they start talking about the institution. And if in your head you replace the word the institution with the British royal family, I'll tell you what, it's very juicy. Yeah. And people are like, oh, she's like not saying anything that deep. And I'm like, guys, She's not out here, like, critiquing, like, the community bar space that didn't run well. She's literally (laughs) critiquing the British Empire. So it does kind of raise the stakes a bit. Do you know what I mean? (laughs) Oh, that got you. The idea that it was like some RuPaul Drag Race Queen's look. (laughs) Like, this is what I'm critiquing. It's damaging, it's appropriation, and it's violent. I could see you as one of those RuPaul guest judges. Would you do that? Babe, yeah, I would be really good at it, actually. But now I've written a play that is basically about killing RuPaul. So I think that's probably, <laughs> that's on in January. So my time to and be invited is... say that's a play, it's fictitious, it is something yes, that's based in yeah. truth. Obviously, it's an imaginary, imaginary scenario about an imaginary person. I think I put R-U-E-Paul, it's RuPaul, but... He may not have imaginary lawyers, so it's important that we say that, yeah. Beautiful work. Hi, Travis. Hi, Scotty. Hi, Deb and all the Christmas helpers. I heard you're doing a Christmas special, so I thought I'd give you a call. I'm Maggie and I live just outside Barcelona and I want to tell you about a lovely tradition we have here called Cagatillo, very Catalan tradition. Now, Cagatillo, I thought for years, meant shitting uncle. Um, Caga means shit and tío is uncle, which is kind of quite a fitting image for Christmas. But recently I found out it's actually shitting log, which probably isn't that different uh, when I think about some of my uncles at Christmas and what they left in the loo. Anyway, what happens is sometime around the first week of December, the family take a log of specifically cork oak, about the size of a good chunky thigh, and they put two little legs on the top end, They paint a face on it, they put a hat on it, and they cover it with a blanket. Then every night, the kids leave some food and drink out for this cagatillo, like oranges, nuts, a glass of water, that kind of thing. And then on the 24th of December, they sing a special song to him, which basically translates as cagatillo, nuts and nougat, don't shit herrings, they're too salty, shit sweet things. If you don't shit, I'm going to hit you with a stick very, very hard. There's loads of versions, but that's the number of it. Kids whacking the hell out of a little log. And then the kids go off for a couple of hours, hopefully to rake in some of that Christmas aggression. And when they come back, they lift the blanket and hey, presto, there's loads of presents shitted out by the thoroughly terrified Cagatillo, who then gets put away till the following year. Lovely. Merry Christmas, everyone.
And that's all, folks. Our phone lines will remain open over the holiday period. Do utilise it. We'd love to hear from you. That number is in the description box at After the Tone POD on the Instagram and Twitter if you'd like to say hello and keep up with the gossip. And I mean, that's it. Travis, how was that for you? How was your induction to the ATT community? I'm so obsessed. It's like all the right amounts of wrong, um, (laughs) all the amount of rights of right, and the right amount of it seems like people that are sticking around and giving a bit too much information. I love it. <laughs> any life lessons, any things that you will throw yourself into the holiday period with and cherish close to your heart? Yeah, I'm off to kill some pigeons. <laughs> I'm just going to go kill some pigeons. Well, I'll give you the number of my mate B in, in Brighton and we can see how you get on. So that's it. But before we go, just know that however you're doing this next bit of time, whoever you're doing it with or whoever's not there, we've managed to get this far. So pour yourself something nice over ice, preferably, or in a mug if you're that way inclined and be gentle and go easy. So from me, producer Deb, Tim, Maya, and our guest celebrity yeah. this evening. Say goodbye, Travis. Bye. The LTLs, FTCs, lurkers and onlookers will be back before you know it. Promise. I'm going to leave you to play out with just one more verse from the beautiful JRF and their wet pussy. Oh my God, I love this. I had a cute, hot, wet, tight, bald pussy. I had a cute, hot, wet, tight, bald pussy. I had a cute, hot, wet, tight, bald pussy. Oh, yeah! After the Tone is produced by Debbie Kilbride, Vice Producer Tim Bano, Assistant Producer Maya Miller-Lewis. ATT is a Debbie production. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavourless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. 